Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Last week, we wrapped up our sermon series, Redefining Love, which we walked through the book of Corinthians, Paul's letter to them, and it was a great sermon series. And it really kind of, um, it had us take a really simple look at what love means, what it means to love as a Christian. Um, And I think what it really did was, um, it really helped us set up a new sermon series, which we start today. And it's a four-week sermon series, but before I tell you any more about it, we have one more video. Aaron? People are hurt. At times, things seem out of control and hopeless. And yet, even in the midst of confusion and suffering, there is hope. When you feel empty inside, unworthy of acceptance or forgiveness, you are loved. And when you feel lost with no direction for tomorrow, you are made for a purpose. No matter where you are, you are in good hands. You were created to have a life full of joy, of peace, and of hope. Come and hear the good news. Even though it was a little muffled and a little uh, hard to hear, uh, some of it. What we've done is, the next four weeks, we are in a sermon series called For Charlotte. And it is something that I've never seen or heard before. But what we're doing is, we are combining with 75 other churches in the Charlotte area. Over 50,000 members. And for the next four weeks, we're all going to deliver the same message. And it's whether you're Lutheran, Baptist, Catholic, Methodist, the message is going to be the same. And when I first heard this, I was like, really? Listen, I grew up Southern Baptist, and now I'm Lutheran. How are you going to deliver the same message and get the same landing point? Um, it, it would seem like it would be tough to do. But this conglomerate group of people that came together and thought about what we can do and how we can write these sermons, it really turned out kind of cool. And it's kind of cool to be able to do the first one. The main goal of this sermon series what we're doing is we're calling for the church as a whole, not the denominations, not different churches, but the church as a whole, the church of Christ, to cast a vision for how our unified body of Christ can transform the city of Charlotte. And from transforming the city of Charlotte, we transform North Carolina, America, and the world. And it all came to a question of this. It all came from a question, and this was the question. What if everybody out there understood what the church was for, instead of what the church was against? What if everybody out there understood what the church was for instead of what we're against? And as they kind of thought about it, as I thought about it today, I was like, there's got to be one thing that we're all for. There's got to be this one thing that we just kind of love. And even though we have all different kind of, you know, um, uh, denominations and all different type of churches, what's that one thing we're for? And I was like, how can I kind of get it out there a little bit more? And yesterday I was at the South Carolina game. And it was halftime, so South Carolina was getting trounced. Um, not too bad, it was 20 to 10 at the half, right? Okay, 20 to 10 at the half. 
but I knew what was coming. Um, but we were in line uh, to get some food, Nate and myself, and there was a South Carolina guy and a Georgia guy in front of us, and they were talking. And the South Carolina guy's like, yes, I've been tailgating for five hours, it's hot, we're getting crushed, um, the food line is long, the bathroom lines are long or whatever. And the Georgia guy looked at him and said, yeah, but it's football. And the guy's like, yeah, you're right, it's football. And I, it hit me right then and there, it's like, okay, even though they're two separate you know, fans, Football's bringing them together. So what if we thought about like that as the church? So how do we get started? How do we bring all of these churches together to be one church, to be the body of Christ? It's got to start somewhere. And where else should we start? The gospel. It has to be the gospel. So the message we're focusing on for this week is the greatest gift that the church of Christ can give to the city of Charlotte is the gospel. Greatest gift we can give the city of Charlotte is the gospel. Now, as I got to thinking about that, and I think before we go any further, we got to figure out this. What's the gospel? So if I were to ask you, what is the gospel, what would your answer be? And much like Matt, this is an interactive sermon. So if I were to ask you, what is the gospel, what do you say? What? Good news. What else? Huh? Christ saves. Anything else? Or is that pretty good? The four Gospels. What do we hear over here? The teaching of God. All great answers. The first thing that hit me was what I heard back there, and that was the good news. The good news is the Gospel. So then I even thought another question is, okay, so what's the Gospel? It's the good news. What's the good news? Grace. Forgiveness. Love. We got to understand what the gospel is and what the good news is before we can go out there as a church, and I'm talking all churches, and deliver that message to the city of Charlotte. So, as I got to thinking, what is the gospel and what is the good news? I wrote it down as this Jesus came, he lived, he suffered, he dies, he rose again, all for us. Let me say it one more time Jesus came, he suffered, he died, he rose again, all for us. John 3 16. He gave his one and only son. He gave his one and only son. He died. He gave his son. He died on the cross to save us from our sins. Ephesians 2, 7 says he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. The blood of his son. Not merely a flesh wound, not a scraped knee. Jesus died to save us all. Galatians 1, 4 says he gave himself for our sins. Once again, he gave himself for our sins. He died. Jesus came, he suffered, he died, he rose again, all for us. And as we thought about and talked about a little bit more in worship planning and everything, it seems we talk so much about God's grace and forgiveness or about our tendencies to think our actions are what makes us right with God that we miss communicating that gospel. That simple message, we get wrapped up in everything else, we forget that simple message that Jesus came, he suffered, he died, he rose again. All for us. And as I got to thinking about it, we talk about grace. When we hear we heard the word grace. Yeah, we're all saved by grace. Yes, we're to live a life of service to others. We're to follow the example of Christ. But in simple terms, the gospel is what we are for. And it's what we're proclaiming today and all over the city of Charlotte. It is what we are for. So... We know what the gospel is, 
So here's the question that we need to answer now. Why is it the greatest gift? Hello. Um, why is it the greatest gift that we can give to the city of Charlotte? Why is the gospel the greatest gift that we can give to Charlotte? And I think there are two answers to it. The first is this. Um, there are many people out there, A, that don't know the gospel, and that B, trust in a false gospel, or trust in a wrong gospel. Now, I'm, I would love to hear how other people get around this, this morning, um, as, as I read this, um, because it kind of, yeah, it, it throws some attention in there. Um, so, when you think about people not knowing the gospel, they trust in a false gospel. I remember when we moved to Charlotte 20 years ago, um, back in 19, almost 20 years ago, 1999, and we were looking for a house. And we drove around the city of Charlotte. Um, we'd come from Hampton Roads, Virginia, and we were driving all around Charlotte with our realtor. What's kind of the first thing you notice if you move to Charlotte or come to Charlotte? All the churches. The big pink church. You go down Providence Road and it's church after church after church after church. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? Um, it, it, this city's pretty religious. <laughs> this, this place is pretty religious. Um, and was I right? Probably, but then I got to thinking, as we talked about today in the gospel, um, and the false kind of gospel, and whether people know the gospel or not. Um, I may have been wrong when I thought that this is a pretty religious city, or maybe I was right. See, there's a difference between, and I, I talked to my kids about this a little bit too, is there a difference between religion and gospel? Is there a difference between religion and gospel? Thank you. Where do you go? Um, you see, there are a lot of pews that are filled on Sunday mornings. There are a lot of gyms that are filled on Sunday mornings. There are a lot of buildings that are filmed, filled on Sunday mornings. But does it mean that everyone in those pews fully understands the gospel? They may understand their religion, and they may understand what they think is their Christianity, but do they understand the gospel? And the answer is probably not. Um, you see, many who call themselves Christians agree with one thing, that 2,000 years ago a man named Jesus died on a cross, but when push comes to shove, excuse me, many of us still see our eternal life hinging on what we do. Our good deeds, we think about those are the things that grant us access to eternal life. It's those things that grant us access to the kingdom of God. And that is their religion. That is how they are religious. But we need to see it another way because guess what? You can never do enough. You can never do enough to get into heaven. Of course, the answer to that also is you don't have to. So there's kind of that false uh, gospel out there, or, or maybe not grasping what the gospel is truly about. The second reason why we need to share the gospel with the city is the fact that only the gospel has the power to save. That only the gospel has the power to save. Paul writes that we are justified through faith in Christ. He emphasizes this point in the strongest of terms. We are not justified by keeping the law. We are not justified by anything other than faith in the finished works of Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. We are not justified by anything other than the faith and the finished work of Jesus Christ. We don't need to build anything onto the gospel. We don't need to add all this stuff to it. It's simple. He's, he was born, he lived, he suffered, he died, he rose again, all for us. The gospel is that simple. We simply need to trust in what has been accomplished for us. 
Paul ends a teaching in Galatians where he writes that we are crucified with Christ. He lives in us by faith. As one preacher said some time ago, good people don't go to heaven, forgiven people do. Good people don't go to heaven, forgiven people do. Now because we believe the gospel of Jesus is the only way people can be saved, does that mean we stop doing good? No, we don't. Should we work to love our neighbors? Yes. Should we strive for the church unity? Yes. Should we work to see the city of Charlotte being transformed by the gospel? Yes. But it all starts with the gospel, the simple message of that he died to save us all. Only the good news of Jesus Christ can save lives. And as I got to thinking about it, and, and I was thinking about this sermon series a little bit more, about pulling everybody together, brothers and sisters, this is when we need it the most. I don't think this sermon series could come at a better time. Not only for the church, for the city of Charlotte, for the city of North Carolina, for the state of, I mean, sorry, state of North Carolina, for the world, we live in, the, in this divisive time. We live in this time where we're just being torn apart, left and right. And we hear things left and right. And, you know, I, I always tell myself, don't get on social media. Don't get on social media. Don't get on social media. And I do. And I read it, and I'm just going, this is, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. And what I get when I read all this stuff is what people are against. You know what I'm getting at? It's never what people are for. And how do you draw the diff line uh, in between the difference of what you're for and what you're against? I can be for something, and I can talk to you about it in a really nice way. Where do we get so ugly, and where do we get so divisive? Why can't we just all come together and realize we're children of God? Or why can't we, I was debate whether to say anything or not, but why can't we come together as Americans? We're one nation under God, and yet we're being pulled in 40 different directions because of what we're against. What this world needs is to hear the gospel. What the world needs to hear is the good news. What the world needs to hear is what we're for, not what we're against. We had a Savior who died on the cross to save us. So we could go out and proclaim the gospel. That we could go out and proclaim the good news. And it is what we're called to do. This world is hurting and it needs us. And this sermon series starts with it for the gospel that Jesus was born he lived he suffered he died he rose again to save us I'm going to be pretty quick this morning so now what how do we strive to be a gospel centered church how do we strive to be that church and I'm not talking the Lutheran church I'm not talking Baptist Catholic Presbyterian whatever how do we strive to be a gospel-centered church, the church of Jesus Christ, the church that God intended us to be? Well, first and foremost, we've got to remember it. We've got to remember the gospel. We've got to remember those words. We've got to remember that it all starts at the foot of the cross. We can all remember our ABCs. Let's remember the gospel. And let's remember what happened that day on the cross. Let's remember what happened three days later when he arose and died for our sins. Number two, we share it. It may very well start from the pulpit, 
on this Sunday morning. Sharing it may start right here, but that's not the most important. The most important is to understand that this is an assignment for the entire church. And I say assignment because that's what we want you to do. Um, it starts with you guys. It starts with the people who are sitting in these chairs, who are sitting in the pews, who are sitting in buildings across Charlotte this morning. Understand that we can share it. French can share it. Laura can share it. We can all share it. Matt can do it. But us as a church, we have to share it. It's what we need to do. And lastly, we need to display it. We need to display it. Who am I to display it? Who am I to display it? I'm just like you. The church is not made up of perfect people. The church is made up of people who are suffering, who are hurt, who are confident, who are not confident. We're not a country club for those who've had to pay their dues. We are a community of saints. A community of forgiven people. Children of God. Justified by faith. And Christ displaying his love, his grace, his forgiveness and truth. That is what we need people to understand in this city. That's what we need people to understand in this state, in this country and in this world. We are a world that desperately needs to experience the gospel. A world that desperately needs to understand that Jesus lived, died, rose again to save us all. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all the blessings in our lives. And, and the craziness of life where things are going 100 different miles an hour and people are pulling us in all different directions and walls are being built. Let this morning start to tear that down a little bit as people across the city of Charlotte come together to hear that message that they understand that the gospel is for them and the gospel is for this city, for this nation, for this world. People out there desperately need to hear it now more than ever. So we just ask that as we leave this place today that you give us the strength and courage to go out in your world and let people understand that gospel. That even though John 3.16 says that you gave your son to die on the cross, 17 says that he didn't come to condemn this world, but to save this world. That is the gospel. That is the good news. Let us take it out into your world. And all of God's children said, Amen. Alright, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.